Hello and welcome to MMA Fight Club. I'm your host, Manuel Galarza. We're going to be doing here uh, a very quick summary, a recap of UFC 262, Oliveira versus Chandler, uh, which just finished up here a few moments ago. Um, it's 1.30 a.m. here, uh, Eastern Standard Time. Uh, like I said, I'll make this pretty quick, about 15, 20 minutes. Um, I do have uh, some family obligations tomorrow, Sunday morning, nice and early. Um, all right, let's jump into it with the first uh, first fight. It was uh, Christos Giagos versus Sean Soriano, and um, this was pretty good. Soriano was 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 piecing him up. Um, he was he was winning the fight. Okay, um, so he comes out in the first round, and he's just uh, he's winning the fight at the feet. Um, he's doing everything it takes to go ahead and pretty much get the striking advantage. Then they come out in round two. Um, you know, Christos has a small little, well, a little bruise under his eye, nothing big. They start trading punches and Christos just gets him into a beautiful dart, dart stroke and, uh, ends the fight. Um, so <coughs> I, uh, I did say in the earlier prediction video that I was going with Giago. So it was good to see him win. Um, it was a little, little, little sketchy there in the first round. Sean's still gonna look good, so I'll, I'll be curious to see what he does. Um, you know, going into his uh, his next fight, he, he could definitely fight on his feet. He's a good striker. All right, second fight here on the card. Uh, this was uh, I got this wrong. <laughs> I got this wrong in the earlier prediction video this week. I uh, I said to fade Lutz because he's coming off the contender series, and you know, I'm terrified of those guys. Anyway, he looked pretty good. Um, he. He won the fight, you know, it was a unanimous decision. It wasn't the most exciting fight. Um, you know, it was the second fight of the night, so there wasn't a packed crowd at that time. But the crowd that was there was uh, starting to rain down some booze because they weren't happy with the action. And uh, yeah, you know, Aguilar had a few moments, but overall Tucker just controlled the pace. And, uh, he looked like the better fighter and, and it's an easy unanimous decision overall. Um, well, actually, I should say at the end of the third round, not that there was a little, <coughs> there was a moment there where he was backing up a lot, and Kevin was kind of like pushing the pace and kind of coming after him. Maybe if he started doing that earlier in the fight, could have worked out different. Anyway, uh, I, I, I didn't bet this fight straight up. I think I might have put Aguilar and just a few, you know, uh, some parlays, something light. So yeah, this didn't go my way. Lutz got the win, uh, so good for him. Let's go ahead and move on to the third fight here on the card, and that's uh, Priscilla Cachera versus uh, Gina Mazzani. And uh, boy, oh boy, here's where the drama starts uh, in the evening here. Gina comes out first round. She's dominating, right? Uh, she's, she's got Priscilla on the ground. They trade a few punches. Priscilla looks like she's kind of really looking for a big shot, you know? So Priscilla's not giving the volume that, uh, or at least not, not not holding up to the volume that Gina is is putting out. So, and again, Gina gets her down to the ground, you know, kind of grinds her out, <coughs> and that's the first round, okay. And it's no no big deal, no one's cut. Second round, um, they come out. Priscilla again is like looking for the perfect power shot. She's not throwing very much, and Gina throws a few things, but you can tell she's uncomfortable on her feet. She wants to get the fight to the ground, and she does. She gets Gina to the she Gina gets Priscilla to the ground. You know she's doing her best version of trying to make her uncomfortable, and you know they're moving in different positions. 
and then they get up with like about I don't know one minute left, one minute left in the second round. They get up off the off the ground, both girls, and Gina is just gassed. I mean, the definition of just hitting the wall, okay? And then she proceeds to get, you know, pieced up. Priscilla's a little tired, um, but she's, you know, got herself, you know, she's got her wits about her. Gina's just, like, super gassed. And so, I don't want to laugh here. I mean, it's 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 a, it's a grown man's, a grown women's game, and Gina's a tough girl. But she gets cold clocked so badly that she turns at one point in the middle of just getting hammered she just gets hit with like i don't know like a left hand that turned her behind to the left or right i guess whatever direction you're talking about point is she gets hit and then faces 90 degree angle away from priscilla and starts walking like walking away from priscilla and so of course priscilla just you know hits her a few more times in the side of the head and Ref comes in, he calls it, right? He says, enough, TKO. And if you were thinking at that moment, oh, no, you know, that's an early stoppage or, you know, she's still on her feet. Well, right after he waves off the fight, Gina literally just falls to the ground in front of him. The referee, like, is kind of holding her, trying to hold her up as she just slides down the cage. So, yeah. That was an exciting fight. Um, Priscilla did not uh, let down anybody who was uh, looking at her as either just a straight up to win the fight. Or if you recall in the uh, episode earlier this week on predictions, we talked about if you wanted to do something fun here, I uh, wanted to sprinkle a bet. Um, and I did. I got Priscilla at plus 650. Um, and that was for a finish by TKO, uh, KO, or... Um, or disqualification any one of those three so got lucky there um but i will say i did say um that gina was uh, was the pick i thought gina was gonna win the fight um she was winning the fight until she just ran into the wall i guess had no cardio i got that wrong too i had mentioned earlier in the prediction video that gina had good cardio mm -mm -mm. Um, let's just say i was completely off on that one she was like a minus uh minus 200 minus 225 favorite so yeah I, I i definitely got that uh that pick wrong so all right that's the early prelim early prelim was a little bit of a rough start we got Giagos right but got lutz and aguilar incorrect and i got mizani kashara incorrect but from a betting perspective it was nice to hit on the kashara uh, tko so that was nice all right let's move here into the uh prelim Okay, for the prelim, we start off here with, well, actually, I'm going to go in the order I have it here on my uh, on my Excel sheet. I'm going to start with the right and the picket fight. So, this one is uh, kind of exciting. Um, I think everyone and their mother knew the fight was probably not going to go the distance, um, you know, so that was, a, that was a prop that was available. I didn't take that. I, you know, I was a little bit weary of this fight um i think i put right into maybe some kind of small parlay and pick it as well but those parlays um took a dive i think when grundy <laughs> yeah grundy and araho um i had them in a few parlays so they got you know kind of wrecked but i'll let you know speaking getting back to this fight so right comes out pick it comes out you know pick it looks like he's in good shape 
you know, they start trading some punches and, um, you know, Pickett goes in for a takedown. All right. Double leg takedown. Gets the guy up against the cage. If you could imagine, he's got his head pretty much now on the hip <coughs> of, uh, of right. You know, so he's got two hands wrapped around the, the back of the thighs. He's trying to get a double leg takedown. He's got his head on the hip. And right just elbows him <laughs> to pretty much to smithereens, okay? He hits him with like four or five just hammer, hammer elbows right there on the hip. And you see uh, Pickett fall right to a knee. You could tell, oh boy, that one did some damage. It was like four or five shots. So, you know, Pickett just showing some poor IQ there. Uh, fighter IQ didn't adjust after the first elbow or the second one, or maybe the third, <laughs> maybe it was the fourth one that finally knocked him, you know, senseless, and he falls to a knee, um, from there, you know, he's kind of scrambling, you know, he's trying to get up to his feet or whatever, and uh, right, just, once he gets to his feet, right, just walks him down, rocks him with a few blows, you know, and then jumps on top of him and finishes it, so... Yeah, that was uh, that was a terrible showing by Pickett. <laughs> he did not look good. Fighter IQ is definitely in question. And for Wright, hey man, good for you. He came in four and one, uh, so he came in four and one. That's a that's a nice finish. You know, he showed he's got some hands. He, you know, he could punch. So he looked good. He looked good for what the fight was. He looked good. So, um, but for the record, I had Pickett. <laughs> so whatever parlays I had this fight with, I had Pickett winning. So off on that one and uh, gotta chalk that up as a learning lesson there next time I see Pickett come up on a fight card alright next fight Shevchenko and Lee alright this one right here um, just gonna hit the point earlier in the week we did the episode where we talked about the predictions on this fight specifically I was very very weary of Shevchenko um, you know I think she gets that rub she she gets that rub from a Vegas standpoint she's she's the favorite coming in here minus 143 if you watch the fight um, she got dominated um, she got absolutely dominated uh, Lee just you know ran through her had her in almost like a triangle choke for a while you know before that was you know winning the fight on her feet too but once she got her to the ground she's got her in a triangle choke Shevchenko just can't get out of it She's trying. She's taking elbows to the top of the head. And then eventually Lee, you know, moves into an armbar um, and finishes the fight. And really, honestly, just it was easy. It was a walk in the park for her. Lee looks pretty good. But, you know, back to the point, you know, when we looked at the fight here earlier in the week, um, you know, we discussed that if Yevchenko, if she didn't have that last name, if she wasn't related to her sister Valentina, then, you know, maybe she's not even favored in this fight. Um, and again, the way she loses and gets dominated, you know, if you go back, hindsight's twenty twenty. Um, th these numbers are way off, way off. So that that was a nice W there. Um, you know, Hadley, Hadley winning the fight, and uh, I bet that straight up. So that was a nice win. And also, I, I didn't parlay it. That's the one thing. I, I didn't feel that comfortable with this fight. So can't lie, I didn't put that in any parlays. All right, let's move on to Grundy and Renata. And my goodness, this one right here, I, I think everyone had Grundy winning. And you know, Renata just came out there and said, hey, I'm going to show you. <laughs> I'm going to show you guys who, who's going to win this fight. He clearly won the fight. He, you know, was cleaner in, the, in a striking game. 
Um, there was no real ground game here. Um, Grundy tried. You know, he must have been like, I don't know, one or two for like 30. <laughs> you know, he couldn't get the guy down. He tried in the first round. I think he got another down once, maybe twice. The dude was popping back up every time. Then Grundy would get like a single leg, and the dude would just slither up every time. You know, so athletic. Conditioning was on point, right? So that was unexpected, I think. I think most people would have thought Grundy could have done better. Um, but, you know, Venata, I was thinking, hey, man, the guy's 11-5 and two draws. I kind of made a little bit of a quib about him. Hey, man, you don't want to bet on a guy with two draws. Well, I'm going to learn today, huh? He came right there looked good. He came out that looked really good. So he, he got the win. Um, Grundy, oof. You got some work to do, my man. You got some work to do. So, um, But I did have Grundy, and, you know, that was another wrecking ball for some of my parlays. I had him, you know, he's minus 124. I'm thinking that's some good value. The word in the street is everyone's, you know, leaning that way. Yeah. Didn't work out, huh? Let's move on to Souza and Munez. Now, this one here, man, wow. If you saw this fight, you definitely had to make sure you took, uh, either you looked away, <laughs> okay, or, you know, you were just in shock at what you were seeing. I've never seen that before. I've never seen somebody actually have their arm fully broken. You're hearing the crack. You could hear it through the, through the broadcast. You clearly hear Sosa's arm just snap. And, man, if you've ever wondered about, you know, people talk about these arm bars and, you know, oh, it's an arm bar. You know, people are tapping out like, well, what happens if a mixed martial artist like these high level guys get you into an arm bar and maybe you don't react fast enough? Maybe the angle's bad. Um you know, I can go on and on about this. The point is, it happens so fast, and Munez just snaps Sosa's arm. Like, boom, crack. It's 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 hard to watch. Sosa, because he's just a, a damn animal, he just sort of like, ah, you know, fights over here, just broke my arm, kind of shrugs it off. You know, not a single reaction on his face of any pain or any discomfort. You know, just the ultimate warrior. You know, in the prediction video earlier in the week, I, I had, I have Munez. Um, I, I, I bet on him both individually for this fight, and I put him into some pretty cool parlays. You know, at, at even money, <coughs> he was, uh, he has some good value. I just think if you, again, looking at Souza now, you know, hey, he was one and four coming into this fight in his last five fights. You know, he, he, the writing is on the wall slowing down um you know he just here's how the end looks right you know we're going to talk about that later on in the fight when we get to ferguson you know so soza has been a champion uh, at least from an effort standpoint he's been a warrior he's been a championship level fighter for a long time this is it uh, he's got to stop fighting um i'm going to leave you with this tidbit i watched as his arm was getting broken and do you know one of the things that I'm theorizing here on this? One, yes, he's you know, he's a very proud guy. He's not going to just tap out. You know, got you got me in an uncomfortable position. I'm gonna you know fight this. I think that's just in his DNA, right? 
but I talked a lot about how he has slowed down, like he's his reaction time. I mean, if you look at older fighters, this is one of the real calling cards of a older fighter who's now beginning to lose um, reaction time. You know, look at you know fighters like Floyd Mayweather, just as a quick example. One of the things that he did so well in the prime of his career was avoiding getting hitting get getting hit. You know, his reaction time was great. His defense was very good. This is one of the first things to go when you're getting to be an older fighter. I'm just going to put this out there, just a little bit of a crazy theory here. Maybe 10 years ago, Souza feels that armbar coming and either reacts quicker, doesn't leave his arm, he kind of left his arm in a lazy spot there, right? Or he just taps, right? <laughs> like, all right, man, you're going to break my arm. I'm going to tap. It's almost like Souza, like his nerve endings are just beat up too, right? It's like the dude didn't even feel it. I'm, I'm telling you the truth. You go back, look at that fight, look at how it ends. The dude's just like, ah, you know, I've had sprained ankles that have hurt way more than what just happened. Dude has his arm snapped. You could hear the shit. Excuse my French. You could hear it you know, 20 feet from the damn ring. You could hear it clearly in the broadcast. So, hey, man, I'm just, I'm putting it out there. I think, I think the brain <laughs> is not communicating with the body. And uh, that is a consequence of fighters losing their reaction time. Um, everything, you know, decision making, you know. So anyway, um, really, really tough way to lose the fight for Souza. You know, uh, wishing a speedy recovery. Seems like that's something he can recover from fully. But uh, I don't want to see him fight anymore. You know, I don't want to see that. He's slow. You know, come on, man. You know, just you know, gotta walk away on on your on your own terms, and I know that's not the terms you want to walk away with, but or on, but you know, no one's gonna question you for walking away after their after this last you know five six fights or so. It's not been good. All right, that gets us out of the prelim. We're gonna jump right here to uh, the main card and uh, first fight on the main card: Schnell and Bonterine. And you know. This was interesting. I, I remember talking about this fight. And uh, the thing that I ended up concluding was that, you know, it is such a close fight. You know, both fighters seem to be comparable. And, uh, you know, so I said, okay, I, I think I'm going to just lean with the dog. Might as well, you know, so I don't, almost like a dog or pass situation here. So I ended up going with Bontarine. And I didn't bet that straight up. I, I put that into a few parlays and uh, worked out well. So that was uh, that was pretty nice. It was pretty nice. Um, you know, in terms of the actual you know fight itself, um, it was it was a decent fight. Um, I think there was a point there where the fans got a little restless. Right, the natives got restless. They wanted some more action. They wanted blood. And so, um, at some point, you know, they started ringing down some booze and, you know, they just wanted to see more action. And, uh, you know, so it wasn't the most exciting fight on the card by any means. But what Bontarin was able to do is, you know, he had the bigger punches, uh, bigger meaning like flashier. So when he was hitting and landing his shots, you know, um, you know, this, this is something I got to bring up. Um, oh, excuse me. Sorry for that interruption in the background. But this this is something I got to bring up, uh, and this you know I, I've every time I watch a fight where 
where this thing that I'm going to bring up happens, I I forget to mention it, right? Like I kind of like, just, you know, the night goes by and you forget. But here's the deal. And I think everyone here can relate to this. Why, why would you have your hair cut, right? Why would you have uh, a hairstyle, right? This happens more with the men. Because the women pretty much all braid their hair if it's long, right? They have a short, they just, I don't know. Some women just have a butch haircut, right? So, you know, they're good with that. And it's short, you know, so. Matt Chanel goes in here today, or tonight, and he's got a haircut that every time you get hit in the head, <laughs> your whole hair just shaking everywhere. So, like, even when he gets hit with, like, a small, like, just boom, you know, a little... Some just a little, little, little bit. His hair is like, you know, shaking. So like, if you're a judge, you're like, oh, this is great. <laughs> it's almost like a, like a, a point system, like a bell going off. Oh, he hit him in the head. I can see because, you know, his head's rattling and the haircut is just, you know, exasperating what we already saw. Okay, you got hit in the head. Oh, now the hair's shaking. You know, it looks like they got really rocked now. Um. I think Bonterine, I don't know what he did. He had, he had his hair braided, right? So Bonterine had some like tight braid for his, for his hair. Uh, Matt Schnell probably would lose this fight even if he had a different haircut. But, you know, my point is these fighters out there with haircuts that just are not flattering when you get punched in the head, get a different haircut or braid it on, on fight day or something because you're not doing yourself any favors when the judges are seeing your hair shaking in the wind while you're getting rocked even not rocked but like even just touched with a a basic punch right make it makes it look worse than it is so but Bonterine does have the stronger punches in this fight Matt Snell not impressed you know he just was kind of like never pushing the pace Uh, didn't really show that he wanted the fight Mm, you know he got a little hurt there for a second but you know wasn't really that hurt just question how much he really wanted to win that fight. Didn't didn't look like he was really into it, you know. So, all right, let's move on here. Um, oh, and in that fight there, I did have Bonterine. That was, I guess, we talked about that. That's Dog of Pass. Got a little lucky there, I guess. I don't know. All right, so moving on, Barbosa and Burgos. Now, these are the last four fights here of the main card, um, starting off with Burgos and Barbosa. Now, this fight here... Pretty good. <laughs> there was really some drama at the end. I've never seen a fight end like this, but uh, for those who watched it, you saw something. Man, boy, that was really, really uh, weird, kind of scary, um, exciting. Crowd went crazy. So they're they're fighting. You know, these guys are going at it. Um, you know, they're you know they go into the third round you know so it's two rounds of of good fighting um and it's like the kicking game Ed, edson barbosa comes at him you know he's throwing you know spinning back kicks to the to the abs he's you know he's kicking him in the legs he's kicking him in the side of the body at some point you can see like a real good bruise on shane burgos's like stomach slash lower ribs you know from a few heels like heel reverse kicks that Barbosa hit him with right so and Shane you know Shane's doing a good job Shane's you know kind of staying busy but you know for the first two rounds it appeared and the fight was on their feet the whole time right so you know Barbosa's you know landing the bigger stronger strikes 
but you know Shane's getting him too every now and then. Um, there's a little blood on Barbosa's leg at one point. That was weird. Kind of like had a cut, and I think that slowed down his kicking attack because it was in the leg that he was predominantly kicking with, and all of a sudden this like cut opens up on his like shin or something, and I think that made him adjust at least for a little bit. Anyway, let's get right to the third round, the, the TKO. So. They're trading punches, and Barbosa just hits him with a left-right, okay? So just a simple jab, straight, you know, all right? Straight, straight jab, straight jab, followed by a right cross. No kidding you. I'm, I'm, I swear to you, exactly here's what happens. Shane's head kind of like snaps back a little bit. He kind of, you know, baby, a, a baby buckle. Nothing too crazy. But then he sort of like, you know, he like bounces back up like he's there. And the whole time, Barbosa's just watching this happen, which is like, it probably felt more like, it felt like it was like five, six seconds. It was probably more like two seconds. Anyway, so you see, you know, Shane kind of bounces back and you know, he's there. And then he just, like, someone is like shutting the off switch on the dude. He just starts to like, like bend his knees and back up. And mind you, Barbosa's not even coming at him. He's just looking at him. In the middle of the ring, this is happening. He's in the middle of the ring. So, you know, Burgos just proceeds to keep backing up and bending his knees and then just loses balance, completely falls against the cage and then, like, falls to the side on the ground. <laughs> the referee should have stopped that. I don't know what they were thinking. Barbosa comes over and throws two completely unnecessary left hand, you know, punches to the side of Burgos's head. Referee stops the fight. You watch the replay and Burgos's eyes basically kind of roll back in his head as this is going on. It even appears as if he falls asleep. <laughs> like, gosh, you know, I'm not laughing because of because it was funny. It's I, I have never seen this before. A guy who he takes the punch, he's there. You know, it's like this delayed concussion. It's hard to explain. If you see it, you're gonna say to yourself, "I've never seen that before." <laughs> the dude bounces back up he's like okay uh like just and and that's it so hey man for barbosa you know kicking game was good like gotta work on his cardio a little bit i feel like that was meh, you know kind of not great at times but boy you know he answered some critics when it came to you know you know what's his boxing game like how clean is it how much power does he have so that was a nice W. Um, Barbosa, you know, we had him picked this week. I liked him. I bet him both individually and parlayed him, and he was a dog, you know. So just to mention, Bontarine was also a dog. So on this main card, that was a good start there, you know, back-to-back -back dogs win. And also Lee Olivetchenko, um, Shevchenko, I'm sorry. Um, you know, we had that as well, and that was a dog as well. M. Yunus, which was an easy pick -em. So these were some nice picks here on the, on this fight card that we had earlier this week. All right, let's go now to the next fight. And this one right here, oh boy, Chikagin and Arajo. So, you know, <laughs> look, I should have I should have known. I really should have known. I, I talked about this in our episode, you know, this week on our, on our fight, uh, our fight prediction episode. And I said, yeah, you know, she can win the fight, you know, all her busyness and all her throwing and all her yelling and all her, you know, all of that stuff. 
And that's why she can get the win. Well, okay, so I don't know, I don't know what fight <laughs> those judges were watching. And I'm telling you right now, this is one of the worst decisions. This one may go down as one of the worst decisions of 2021. Okay, I know we've had a few, so I got to go back. I can't say it's the worst for sure, but in this weekend, oh boy. So, and, and this one gets me a little, a little like aggravated because I looked at a Rajo film. I really thought she was going to beat Chikigan. Okay. I knew what Chikigan was going to do. Okay. And I'll tell you, I'm going to give Chikigan one, one really big compliment her cardio is fantastic she's able to bounce on her feet and throw kicks and be really active late into the third round and tell you what it's easier said than done a lot of fighters are just gassed out by that, that point and she was pretty fresh and that's why Arajo lost this fight you see because let's let's talk about how the fight goes round by round round one if you look at the judges scorecards okay you can find those online. I believe two judges give round one to Arajo. Okay, yeah, that's right. So two judges give it to Arajo. All right, they give her a 10-9 round. And it's a good first round. It's decent, you know. A few good strikes. Arajo seems to land the harder strikes. Um, and so going to round two, this is where things just get completely upside down doesn't make any sense doesn't make any damn sense Arajo and her on the feet they're kind of treating you know Chikagan is busy you know she does things she's busy well Barboza then I mean sorry Arajo takes her to the ground Arajo takes Chikagan to the ground she's like got full control of her this is going on for pretty much I don't know almost the entirety of the round <laughs> okay at one point, depending upon eh, how you look at the angle, it appears Jukagan is tapping. Okay. Arajo has her in this neck lock choke, I don't know, whatever, guillotine type of situation. It's it's pretty ugly. Um, and and it looks like Jukagan takes one of her hands and sort of taps. But, you know, man, sometimes those taps are hard to like is it a full tap, you know? It's, it's arguable. I'm going to tell you that. And if they go back at the tape and they reverse the decision on this, I'm not going to be surprised. That just happened uh, recently in a, in a PFL fight. Um, they had a fighter who tapped and they just kept going and they didn't stop it. And he actually won. And then, oh, my goodness, that could happen here. Um, for all the betters out there, um, whatever the decision was tonight is what the decision is and uh, that is what the books go with so don't get your hopes up that you know oh they're gonna change it around i'm gonna, I'm gonna call DraftKings or FanDuel and tell them hey man that ticket's a winner now and they're gonna tell you no whatever the decision was that night is what we go with so just uh just to clarify how that works but I, you know who knows maybe that doesn't happen um looking at the media media members who had their like personal scorecards I was a little surprised it was like nine in favor of uh, Arajo at eight in favor of Chikagan so all right let me, let me get back to the second round okay the second round Arajo's winning she's on top of her she you know choking her dominating her beating her up when she's not choking her like got her legs wrapped around her head. she's just dominating the ground game okay and then with like a minute to go 
a minute to go in the second round. They get up off the ground, and here we go. It's ju- it's like just like the um, the earlier fight with um, oh my gosh, yeah, Mazzani. Here we go. It's like a Mazzani situation, not as severe, but you know, Raja gets up after being the person on top, the person in the, in the in the dominant position on the ground for a lengthy period of time. But here comes Chikagan, like she's fresh. She's like, I'm good, you know. You you held me down for a little while. All right, no biggie, you know. Oh man, Araja is just gas. Yeah, she's you could see it all. She's now taking now she's getting hit. So Chikagan is usually you know, haya haya ya, you know, barely hitting you, throwing a ton of punches. Now she's hitting Araja because Araja is just like a walking zombie and not really moving around. This goes down for like oh I guess I man last minute of the second round. You know, these rounds are more than a minute. <laughs> and no matter how you look at this second round, I don't know anyone in their right mind that gives that second round to Shukagan. Okay, like, yes, over the last 45 seconds or so to a minute, Araja is exhausted. You know, she's taking some punches. They're not hard because Shukagan doesn't throw hard punches, right? They're just touching, touching punches, you know. But Araja's just taking a bunch of them, you know. Bad fighter out of cue. Bad cardio. Um, and that's why I guess she loses the second round. But again, I don't see how that's really possible if you're really scoring this this darn thing the right way. There's more than that little flurry in that round. Araja had the takedown. Araja had top control. Araja, like, almost submits her, you know. So... If you're following my math here, if two judges had um, Araja winning the first round, okay, and then they score the second round correctly, okay, but they don't because all three judges on their scorecard end up giving the second round to Chicago. God, it's crazy to me. If you're scoring that correctly, the judges give the first round of Araja, second round to Araja. You know, all three judges should have done that. Araja wins the fight. Okay, and that, that's exactly what should have happened. This was a flat-out robbery. Not a big deal. Not like a bunch of people were putting big money on this fight, but it was a robbery because, in my opinion, Araja wins that first and second round. Third round, Shikiga wins the third round. Okay, I give her a ton of credit. Her cardio was great. She was more active. She was landing good strikes. Araja recovered a little bit. Okay, she was a little... Oh, I don't know. She was okay in the third round. You could still t- tell, like, she lost all the power in her punches and head movement was compromised, you know. And so she loses the third round. <laughs> I'm thinking, okay, very good. Well, let me give you the the the, 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 the final straw that, that breaks your back if you're watching this fight. And if you if you bet on, on Arajo like I did, I bet on Arajo straight up. I also bet on her in a few parlays, and that was heartbreaking because those were some nice parlays, and it's just getting crushed here. But one of the judges had this fight 30-27. <laughs> of them had Chikagan winning 30-27, and I'm telling you, uh, you don't even have to know this fight game. You don't have to know nothing about the rules. Just know you have to give 10 or 9 each round to these two which one of the two fighters and you just play that fight in front of I don't know five-year-old child <laughs> a five-year-old child is going to point to a Rajo <laughs> and say that girl is doing better in the second round 
So how they come back with one of the judges with a 30-27, let me tell you, when I heard the the, the Michael Buffer, or not Michael Buffer, yeah, Michael Buffer. When I heard Michael Buffer, uh, sorry, Michael, Bruce, right, Bruce Buffer, I can get the brothers mixed up. Anyway, Mr. Buffer comes and says the scores, and he's like, oh, you know, 29-28, or, you know, and the final judge, 30-27, to 27, when he said that, I actually was so sure at that point Araja won. I was like, oh my God, you know, because I thought she could win the last round. You know, I thought she won the last round. She was busier, you know. Nobody got knocked down or anything, but you know. But the second round was so clear. I'm like, yeah, I, I know Araja won the second round, so we're good here, right? 30-27. Pooped all over my, my bet and my parlay there, so. Oh. I should have bet on Chukagan. She's from Quaker Town. I live 30 minutes from Quaker Town. What was I doing? Anyway. No, I shouldn't have. Raja won the fight. Raja won the fight. That's how you rationalize that out there for all you degenerate gamblers who uh, got burned on that. When you just say, no, 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 no. I had it right. I had it right. Anyway. Last two fights here. Let's get right, right to it. Um, Dariush. Hey, man. Did exactly what uh, we talked about here earlier this week. Uh, you know, Ferguson, it's, it's you know, it's it, there's two things here. Dariush, you know, he's like this right now. <laughs> this is the Dariush stock, you know. And tonight it's like, oof, even straight up, right? Dariush stock. Ferguson's stock was on the way down coming into this fight. Like, this is a repeat of what happened kind of against Oliveira. Um, you know, just got fully dominated. It was 30-27 on all three judges' scorecards. Dariush was pretty clean on his feet, had some nice strikes. Um, Ferguson, I don't think Ferguson landed a single significant real strike the entire fight. Um, you know, he's tough. He got into this heel, like heel lock, leg lock that Dariush was putting on him. And, you know, I mean, you could speculate, but it looks like he, like, got some ligaments torn in his knee or ankle because his whole ankle was just... Ferguson, to his credit, you know, just like Souza, you know, these guys are just, you know, a lot of pride. They're not tapping out. Um, you know, you see Ferguson at one point in that fight, and he's on his back. He's like, oh, you know, he's grimacing in pain. Like, any normal person is tapping there. And, you know, he's just, Darius is like ripping his ankle apart. So, yeah, he got dominated here. Um, and I guess the only silver lining if you're a Ferguson, you know, supporter or a fan, I mean, I like the guy. So actually, I, I think the silver lining for anybody who respects him and wishes him the best is that he didn't take like a bunch of head damage, right? So he didn't get knocked out. No kind of concussions, you know, he's he has a tendency to bleed a lot, right? So no cuts. Um, he loses a decision, you know, you go home to your family, you're not going to be all banged up, you know, this is just a simply a matter of Dariush controlling ground position, great transitions, um, you know, he looked good, he looked good, Dariush is looking really good right now, he's got this like, uh, very cool, calm demeanor about him, and uh, looks like he's got himself a focus and he's on a mission, so I'm going to be watching him, uh, Dana in the post post uh, fight press conference tonight mentioned that uh Dario should be getting some top five uh, competition here coming up soon. So it was good. It was good. And uh, this one right here, you know, Dario was a slight favorite, minus 152. And uh, 
you know, we were all over that. I was all over that. And I'm going to be honest, it's not because I think Darius is like the best thing since sliced bread. It's just because Ferguson is done. You know, I, I went through this. I'm not going to be de- beat a dead horse, but guys like Ferguson and guys like Souza, you know, like, like, man, come on, man. You're getting, so, you tap out, man. And Ferguson just had his whole ankle probably ripped apart tonight and never would admit it. He's, you know, strong guy. He's a tough guy, like, it, but it's done. Reaction time is done. Things that he used to do, like, think about this. He used to do tonight, like, that's what what, what happened to him. Like, what Darius did to him, that's what Ferguson used to do to people. That's, like, Ferguson's wheelhouse. Like, on the ground, ugly fight, uh, you know, weird angles, grabbing you know, ankles, arms, like, submitting people. Like, um, just final thought. He's, this is it. Uh, I think this is it. May, he's going to get another fight because this will be, you know, Three losses in a row. They're not going to send him his walking papers over that. You could hear the crowd loved. You know, they loved him. They were supporting him. They were, they were booing the heck out of Dariush. They were booing him when he won the fight. They were booing him when he was doing his interview. <laughs> of course, they were booing him when he was on the top uh, position on the ground. But anyway, look. Bottom line is, uh, this 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 to me was uh, an easier fight than I think. A lot of people were making it. And Dariush is simply, like I said, stock like this for Dariush. Stock like this right now for Ferguson. Okay. And on the last note there, I think you can take Ferguson, Souza, and uh, Cerrone. And you could pretty much uh, put them all in the same room. And that's the room called the retirement room. <laughs> okay. It's time to move on. If you see any of those names pop up in the near future in a card don't don't get you know don't get uh, nostalgic and don't start thinking about what they did 15 years ago or 10 years ago or four years ago they're done they're done okay last fight and oh boy uh, this was this was, this was fun I gotta tell you I was you know I was all over Oliveira you know we, we had that on the, on the pick'em show really liked him I said how specifically you know just reiterating what I hear from a lot of the people in the world of MMA, those who know more than I do, coaches, uh, athletes, um, podcasters, media, this term that there's levels, right? Levels to this sport. And hey, uh, just drawing a a common day comparison that most people can relate to. If you've ever been golfing, um, (laughs) I'll tell you, it's not fun if you're not good at it go out there with some people who can play a little bit um, it'll make you it'll make you want to throw the damn clubs down and just you know say hey man I'm just going to drink a beer here and just drive this damn little cart around because this, this golf thing is not easy and that's you know like if you never golf and you never took lessons you never really got good at it you don't just go out there and you know you don't, you're not going to be good okay it's like the first day snowboarding you're not going to be good you're going to have a lot of rough moments well, look what happened here tonight. Um, you get a guy like Oliveira who, look, he's 31 and 8 now. Okay. Dude, dude's been around the block, fought a lot of fights. You know, Chandler has too. So, you know, I'm not saying, you know, he's 22 and 6 now, but Oliveira's coming in, you know, six fight winning streak. You know, he's got all this momentum. You know, he, he handled Ferguson easily. You know, just about broke his arm off. You know, Ferguson, oh my gosh, that's right. He only had his elbow broken against uh, Oliveira. Anyway, um, the point is, um, here's what I mean when I say that there's levels to this and where that really was a shining point in this fight. Um, 
if you watch the fight, Chandler just about TKOs Oliveira in the first round. There's no question. Um, yeah, it's it's. Uh, I thought they were gonna call the fight. <laughs> At one point, Oliveira is doing this thing where he is laying on the mat. If you can imagine, face down with his knees up underneath of him, and instead of like doing this to block, you know, putting his hands like over his head to block the strikes or whatever he's doing this thing of just like you know moving his head back and forth with his, you know he can't see the guy behind him he can't see you know where Chandler's throwing punches he's just like ducking and bobbing with his head down hands down and you're just waiting for the ref to step in like any moment but then like and, and this is after look this is after Chandler hits him with some really hard shots and you know, Oliveira comes down and, like, crouches down. Doesn't look good. Like, he almost basically crouches down and takes a knee almost. It was, uh, not good. He goes from this bouncing around position going back and forth to then he flips himself to his back. You know, he likes to be on his back. So he just jumps, you know, not jumps, but, like, flips himself to his back. He's on his back. Chandler comes on top of him, throws a few heavy strikes. And this is pretty much how round one ends is that... Chandler is in the top position, but he's not fully engaged. You know, he's not like wrapped up. He's not in a you know half mount. He's just standing up and he's like coming back and forth and hitting and striking Chandler. I mean, striking uh, Oliveira. And Oliveira's you know manipulating positions. He's looking for you know triangles, arm bars. He's messing with it, but he's getting pieced up. You know, like this round one is not going well for Oliveira. I'm watching the fight live with uh, with my son. And I had told him, I said, listen, I think Oliveira is going to win the fight. You know, it's going to be, you know, it's a four, it's a five round fight. It's, it's a marathon. And I, but I said, I think that um, Chandler wins round one or two. You know, it was right before the fight started. And he asked me why. I said, well, you know, Chandler hits really hard. I could see him just getting into Oliveira's space, especially while he's fresh. So when Chandler's fresh, man, he's a little monster. He's going to come after you. He's going to, he's going to pressure you you know and uh he did that like it was just exactly what everyone said like i don't think there's a single person that said that you know they saw it differently everyone said hey even if you were on Oliver like we were like me you had to acknowledge that in the first round even maybe this first, second round too that chandler's gonna put the pressure on he's gonna bully him and and make it uncomfortable get into Oliver's, you know space well oh boy <laughs> they come out for round two and Oliveira just catches him with this like short little left like hook didn't even load up for it very much it was more catching him on the chin catching Chandler kind of just not he wasn't expecting it you know they were exchanging they weren't like heavy shots but he catches him and here's where I want everyone to really like here's where you want to listen up now okay levels right levels okay in the first round Chandler has Oliveira dead like he's got him like you know like he's got him right there man he just gotta like calm down like maybe get on his back like the dude's on his knees doing a Muslim like a Muslim prayer position like if you can envision this for the people on the podcast right now like the dude's in a in a Muslim praying position respect to all my Muslim brothers out there salam alaikum but he's got his hands down he's got his head down and he's like bobbing back and forth and you're looking at it and you're anyone watching the fight me and my son are watching this fight we're like what is he doing 
and he flips to his back. Like when he flips to his back, you're now asking yourself the question, and we both did. We're like, was he really hurt there, or or how hurt was was um, Oliveira? Like you, you can't help but start asking yourself, like, wait, because he's kind of moved quickly there, and then he's kind of on the back and eh, doing up kicks, and like, and Chandler can't finish him, right? And that's not a it's not a real big knock on Chandler. Dude's dude's a good fighter. I don't think he was trying not to win the fight, but man, he was in a position where a a different type of fighter. Um, maybe someone more experienced. Maybe someone with a better BJJ background. Hell, I I know what I know what Oliver would have done. <laughs> he would have gone on that dude's back, okay, and just you know started some back work, back control, get the hooks in, you know. So here's the fighter IQ we talk about. I mean, the fi- here's the fighter levels, right? Levels, right? Like Oliveira's up here, you know, maybe freaking up here, and I can't even see it anymore, like. Chandler's up here, man. He's he's a good contender. He's like a top five contender in that division. But when Oliveira appears to be hurt, he does you know what great fighters do, like what the Muhammad Ali's do. His own version of a rope dope. I don't know what we can call it. Uh, I don't know what to call that. You know, it's hard to even describe. But if you saw it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But for now, we'll just we'll chalk it up as. Oliveira's version of a rope-a-dope. He does that. He's able to survive. He's able to deal with it. He gets to the corner. He gets his breath back. He gets his self calmed down. I don't know what his coach told him, but if his coach knows anything, and he probably does, he probably told him off the right in the corner. He probably said, yeah, we knew we were preparing to drop round one. Let him get excited. Let him throw a bunch of big punches. This is a long fight. We'll be fine. So they come out of the corners, they trade a few punches, and then of course, you know, here it comes. Uh, Oliveira catches him with a little left punch, uh, a small punch, you know, it, but it was just enough to rock him. And this is exactly, and I'm going to pinpoint this, is exactly where the levels come into play. Okay, first round, Oliveira, he's, he's hurt, looks like he's rocked. He's, you know, he's clever, you know, he's finding things to do, weird freaking movements, you don't even know what's going on back here you know time him doesn't get finished okay round two comes out that left punch that you see if you've seen the fight or if you get a chance to see the fight or if you don't see the fight either way it's not the kind of punch that's going to kill you you're not going to get knocked out from that punch what happens is he when Oliveira lands that punch on Chandler Chandler just kind of like he buckles he, he, you know, he falls to his back but not like a fall like oh I'm completely like I'm rocked you know he's like I'm, all right I'm gonna roll when he goes to when he goes to fall down, he like immediately rolls back up and like stands up on his feet. And as he does that, Oliveira comes charging in, right? And so I just want to freeze it right there. Okay. I want to freeze it at that point. At this point now, Oliveira is up on him. Okay. And of course he is because they're on their feet. And you know, credit to Chandler, he's a tough kid. He's like, I'm gonna get right back up to my feet. Well, let me just flip the rolls there. If that had happened to Oliveira, Oliveira would have simply laid on his back and would have welcomed uh, Chandler to come into his guard. He would have played games with his feet. He did it early in the fight. He did it in the first round. There was a moment in the first round, Oliveira was on his back, laying there with his hands behind his head like he's suntanning, just doing leg kicks and being funny and getting a rest. He has no problem being on his back. 
uh, Chandler doesn't know how to be on his back. This guy is a former wrestler. That's like, that's taboo. You never get on your back if you're a wrestler. Like, just ever, ever, ever. So, whereas he could have, like, survived that small punch, you know, gotten to his back, if he was a person who trained BJJ and was, you know, was, 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 had those skills, if he had the skills Oliveira did, right? So, levels, here we go, levels. And so, let's, let's unpause what happens here. So, Chandler's up on his feet now, and as he's on his feet, he does the prototypical. He's trying to escape down the cage. He's trying to, you know, sidestep. He's trying to sashay. He's whatever you, he's skipping. However, to get away, because now Oliveira smells blood or tastes blood. He sees the dude's hurt. He's coming after him. And Oliveira just, you know, hits him with a few more punches as he's trying to run away. He rocks him, tags him, and then boom. Like, at no point was Chandler able even to block those shots. He was super hurt. He goes down, you know, it's, Totally clean TKO. He doesn't take too many more punches than he needs to. It was stopped by the right, right amount of time. But man, if you could rewind that, and if I'm coaching Chandler, okay, and we go over this fight, um, and we talk about, hey, how do we find ways to improve, especially against that top tier type of fighter, like a guy like Oliveira? Like, okay, how, what is one area we're going to get better at? We got to get better at recognizing when we are a little stunned we got to have better coping skills when that happens we have to have better mechanisms to tie up the fight you know he is a wrestler right you know i mean it's easier said than done because Oliveira, you know has had had the length on him he was striking him he had hurt him there but like he's got to go somewhere else deeper into his skill set to figure out hey next time i'm hurt in a fight I'm going to have my own version, my own rope-a-dope, you know, I'm going to have my own survival skills to get me, you know, and look, every great fighter, all of them, they have that ability, I mean, heck, not even the great fighters, right, just, just the very, very good ones, right, people that we refer to as very good fighters right now, in MMA or boxing, like, yeah, they can take a punch, and look, we talked about Darius, you know, not to skip around here, I, I mentioned this, that the dude's pretty durable. I mean, get this thing about him not being durable out of your head. The dude can take a punch. And so, look, Oliveira, yeah, I, I didn't know that he can do that. Uh, that was, and again, that first round, whew, I mean, look, a different referee, maybe he stops the fight. That's how quirky that was. But watch the whole fight. It's not very long. You see the end of the first round, Oliveira's fine. He's actually fine. He's not hurt. Second round, he comes out and just does something that you just didn't expect. He does to Chandler what everyone thought Chandler was going to do to Oliveira. But one more time, and I'm going to beat this beat this drum here because we were all over this during the picks. I talked about levels. You watch this fight, and now look, take 2020, backtrack. Oliveira and Chandler are not on the same level, <laughs> okay? You could run this fight back, you know, 10 times, and Oliveira is winning that fight, I think, safely 7 to 8 out of those 10 times. You know, he's just that much better. And, uh, and look, he took some of the best shots Chandler could give. Okay, so, man, this is this is a great win for Oliveira. Um, you know, all right. And, um, you know, just looking back at this card, overall, um, what we had as a, as a total, we had seven um, of the 12 fights correct. Um, the five that we had incorrect were, man, the Arajo fight. <laughs> Jeez. That was the only main card that we had incorrect. We had Oliveira on the main card, right? Dariush, 
We have Barboza and Bontari. All those correct in the main card. That was that was nice, but uh, we got the Arajo pick wrong. However, you define wrong. I hope they overturn a the decision just from a just from a uh, principal standpoint, right? In the prelim, we had Munez winning, which was nice, but we were wrong on Grundy versus Venata. Venata did a great job. Grundy lost that fight. We got Lee correct. Uh, that was great. Lee over Shevchenko kind of really broke that down during the predictions and explained why. And that really came to fruition. Um, matter of fact, I think Lee was even better than, uh, than to be expected. Um, Pickett versus Wright. Yeah, I got that. Got that wrong. Um, you know, so. Uh, but that was a fight we didn't have a lot of action on. Um, I give credit to Wright. You know, dude's like 5-1 and one his last six fights now. You know, you know he's, he's looking looking good and. He's got some hands. He's got some hands, you know. So, but, but we got that one wrong. So that was our third one incorrect. And then the last two we got incorrect were Mazzani and Aguilar. Which again, you know, call it rationalizing, but you know, I gotta, I gotta make sure these these guys coming out of contender series show me something before I bet too much on them. And I'm gonna be honest. I, I watched this fight. I I wasn't super impressed with Lutz. I think he did enough to win. No, he definitely won the fight. But I got my eye on you, Mr. Lutz. I'll be watching him closely uh, to see what happens here in uh, his next fight. And it, it also depends on who he's fighting, right? So, um, and as for Mazzani, oh my gosh, oof, you know, get a bicycle, man. Uh, get a cardio plan. Like, what the heck happened there? Good for Kashara. So, yeah, that's how we ended up the card. We ended up seven and five. Um, you know, I heard people saying this week, oh, you know, oh my God, this card is crazy. You know, it's so close and. You know, some of these fights, you know, you can't find, you know, you know, the, 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 I guess, who to lean towards. That's BS, guys. Um, we're brand new at this MMA Fight Club. This is our first week in existence, and we've only done one prediction show. And I got to tell you, man, when, when we look back at this card here, you're looking back at, obviously, we got Dariush and Oliveira correct. And, yes, we missed on the Arajo pick. But, boy, we were hitting them dogs left and right. We hit Barbosa, we hit Bontarine, we hit Lee over Shevchenko, you know, and then hitting Munez, which is even, it was even, it was Pickham, that was almost like getting another dog, so, you know, there was, uh, there was a lot of, there was a lot of money to be made here on this card if you, if you took the right approach, um, I'm going to be posting some of the, uh, fun parlays that we had, uh, they were nice winners, we're going to post those, um, on our Twitter, uh, yeah, we'll post them in our Twitter handle, and uh, we'll put that in the description, so that way you can go ahead and visit us on Twitter, and just, you know, we, we pretty much, we post our shows on Twitter, we'll post our episodes, um, link to uh, any content that, that we have, so, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, um, thank you for for staying up, if you're going to watch this video late, it's now 2.30, that went a little longer than expected, <laughs> a little bit, but, uh, Hopefully we got you covered there. I hope you guys took home some winning tickets. Um, this week is going to be pretty busy. Um, I believe Bellator is back on this week. And, uh, of course, UFC, you know, it's like uh, every week kind of thing now. So that's that's great for all you MMA fans out there. Anyway, we're going to be getting the prediction videos out earlier this week for um, for the next UFC event. Um, last week we dropped a video like on Thursday or Friday. Um yesterday or the day before just to you know get some content rolling okay so we're going to keep the content rolling um 
we'll get the prediction videos out early this week. We'll try to help you guys, you know, start thinking about who you really like. Um, and we're going to talk more betting strategies this week. We're going to talk more about what are some of the things that we do to, you know, maximize our our odds, right? Maximize our our payouts, right? You know, and, you know, if I if I could just you know talk about this for a second, I'm I'm a big believer in betting less, um, and and then also betting less, and and then also not having that stress, right? So. You know, I've never been big on betting a lot of money on any specific situation, right? Um, and maybe because I can't enjoy the fight, <laughs> right? You know, I, people are like, oh, I'll put a thousand dollars on that guy. Oh, man, it's all fun and games. So that guy just, I don't know. Man, remember that? Um, <coughs> I'm trying to think of the name. Uh, Aldo, the Aldo fight. Oh, my God. The Aldo fight was just. You know, and it's crazy because that night I had Aldo, you know, so I'm betting um, uh, Aljamain, Aljamain, sorry, I can't say Aldo, Aljamain Sterling, right? So I, I bet Sterling that night, right? So the outcome works out for me. Like, I'm totally like, oh my gosh, you know, this is great. Like, you know, this, you know, whatever the knee or whatever that happened, you know, I'm not questioning whether he was really hurt or not. I'm just saying, like, he ends up winning the fight in a way that was the like only way for him to win because he was losing the fight. He was completely at his last bit of energy. I think he had tried like 50 freaking takedowns at that point and could not get a takedown. I mean, it was just gas. It was, and so boom, what happens? Oh, he gets like bailed out and gets this win. And you're just like, Oh my God, <laughs> you know, like that could happen. And that's why I don't think betting big on any fight is ever a good idea. You know, then again, I'm not a multimillionaire. If you're a multimillionaire and you don't, you're not worried about losing some money, then you can do whatever the hell you want, right? So, to each his own. Um, but we're going to talk more this week about, and we'll show you some of those winning tickets as well. How do you maximize, you know, like, you know, I'm talking about how do you take $10 in one UFC event? I'm talking $10. Make 10 parlays. And if you lose, you lose. You just say, hey, had a good time, you know, you just hope your probably doesn't get crushed too early on in the night, so that way you can at least really have something to root for and enjoy. But with $10, if you're placing 10 decent parlays, and you're just, you know, using your head, the worst that's going to happen, you're going to lose $10, right? <laughs> the best that's going to happen is you're going to win a few hundred bucks. Um, and we're going to show you more about how we do that. So... Anyway, uh, it's time for me to go. My daughter has an 8.30. Uh, that is in six hours. She's got, well, 8.45. Well, we got six hours and 15 minutes for my daughter's uh, AAU basketball game. So going to give a little shout out here to uh, her AAU team, the uh, Langhorn Legends, based here out of Langhorn, Pennsylvania. The uh, sixth grade team is uh, led by Coach Jamie McCafferty, good buddy of mine, and uh, my lovely 11-year-old daughter who's growing too quickly uh, in sixth grade going to middle school next year now um, she plays for that team they had a great games uh, yesterday they won both their games and tomorrow they're looking to go on to the semifinals and hopefully to the finals so that's what I have on tap for tomorrow when I get back from all that I'll be diving deep into the video review and uh, you know getting caught up to speed with uh, the upcoming Bellator event and the UFC event so if this video was uh, helpful for you, if you found any information here um, advantageous to your, your betting strategies, 
heck, if you listen to our prediction video and uh, that helped you, then uh, that's what we're here for. So, you know, we appreciate you tuning in. Um, tell your friends, you know, share a link. Um, hit the like button. Uh, hit the dislike button. If you don't like it, there's a thumbs down, you know. Um, if uh, there's something I could do better, write in the comment section. Um, if you don't like my shirt, write in the comment section. If um, the fact that I'm having allergies and I'm sniffling, if that bothers you, write it in the comment section. Um, on a serious note, I welcome feedback. Um, I do this as a pseudo hobby and uh, I appreciate sharing information about something that I really enjoy doing. And, um, and so that's what we're here for, you know, so positive or negative comments. I welcome all the comments possible for me. Questions also throw into the comment section. I'll try to make sure we get back to you as soon as possible. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's uh, 2 36 AM here on the East East coast. And we're going to tune out here from Newtown, Pennsylvania. And this is uh, officially episode two of uh, MMA Fight Club. I'm your host, Manuel Galarza, and uh, we'll see you soon. Peace.